Whoa! Pick up your lager. It's time for saga. Head to the fridge and go grab a lager. We're gonna read a comic called Saga. It's a space operatic adventure. It's not just for geeks, it's for those who love culture. Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. It's a brilliant mashup of all of your favourite things. A girl with wings and a guy with horns. They're trying to protect their lovely little newborn. A cat who spots lies, a babysitter who is dead. There's even a man with the television for a head. He's got a television for a head. Ho ho ho! What a saga! It's the What a Saga crew coming to you live, giving you oral pleasure uh, on this fine Wednesday morning, or Wednesday afternoon, or even Wednesday evening, or even Thursday. If you're a day behind, you slackers, listen to it on day of release, which is Wednesday, every Wednesday, on your favourite podcast of choice. I am the chief. I am part of this trio, this triumvirate, uh, this treble uh, of goodness. And we are reading and discussing the what uh, the saga comic published by Image Comics. I am joined, as always, by two most excellent co-hosts. The first is Miss Emma Warrello. How are you, good lady? Hello, I am great, thank you. Excellent. She's already half drunk. And uh, we've got Dave <laughs> in the house. How are you, Dave? I'm all right, thank you. I'm tired and hungry. And I want to go to bed. He's tired. Hungry, wants to go to bed. He's not drunk. Although I don't uh, know what time it is. Quitting. I can't remember what He's you just said. He's quite quitting. <laughs> He's quite quitting. <laughs> not so quiet quitting, I would say. Uh, right, now where are we? We are going to be discussing issue 10 of Saga uh, later on in the show. I say later on, it's going to be fairly soon, people. Don't worry, you don't have to skip forward too much. But before we get to that, I want to know if you guys have drinks with you uh, today. Do you have a drink? I have a drink. Mm. Um, got a little ice... Ice Ooh. jingle there. I now, I've got it. a funny story for you guys. I'm drinking a bottle of... Is it funny? Marda Rosa. It's it's a VPR, you remember? Yeah, Very remember pale rosé. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and I got ID'd buying it in M&S. Oh, good for you. Ah, feel good moment? <laughs> yeah, you must have hugged them. Did you give them a big it old w- hug? Well, sort of feel good. But in that sort of moment, I just revert to being actually yeah. 17 and just act like... Not even like I'm underage, like I'm underage, I've stolen it, I'm going into a, to joyride a car in the car park, like yeah. just just start to act so shifty. Yeah, you're reaction? wondering now, I hope they don't frisk me when I leave the store. Exactly, yeah, because yeah. I've got four Percy pigs down my yeah. bra. Well, now listen, that is an interesting segue uh, and I'll ask you about your drink in a second. But I went down to the local store to get myself a beverage for the show and it was a Sainsbury's on the corner. And when I went in, there were three youths. I'm going to put them at about 15 slash 16 years of age. And I saw all three of them grab packets of Fridge Raiders and put them down their tracksuit bottoms. Oh, what? my God. Were they wearing pants. balaclavas? Nope, nope. They so looked around. They kind of looked over their shoulder, make sure no staff members were around, picked up these Fridge Raiders. If you're not familiar with Fridge Raiders, they're packets of kind of like processed cooked chicken pieces and mm. uh, Dave's nodding as if he likes them and is gagging <laughs> making my tummy rumble <laughs> yeah. oh they put meat down their especially meat especially when they've been down there so they put them down the front of their trousers Warm them up. into their jockeys and then they all walked out all three of them yeah. 
I went, I was just like, the, I just witnessed shoplifting there of the finest order. And then they're lovely in room temperature when they get out of the yeah. shop to eat them. Yeah, oh, yeah. But so there you go. Anyway, uh, how is your, your vino? It's okay. I, I, it's, it's average. All right. Um, Make sure you take a picture of it so I can put it up on the social. Yeah, it's not what I was hoping, but it's okay. It's okay. okay. I'm just, I don't know how long I can do rosé season for because it's, it's very summery. Right. And you've, what you feel that, um, not because you're coming to terms or coming to the end of your taste or love affair with it, just that you feel um, objectionable to drinking it when it's not summer. Yeah, because I have it in a big glass like this with loads of ice. Yes. Um, and it's cold. It's chilly. It is, yeah. So it's more of a way of life, moralistic thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we say all day. You stay on trend. Yeah. Do you I actually had a question for you guys? Do you think you drink more booze in the summer months or the winter months? I think summer months. I'm more inclined to break open a beer and then maybe have another. Mm. Yeah, when it's nice mm. and warm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I often. When it's daylight, I would often come back and see the missus pouring herself one at like 3.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, just after a school pickup. So, yeah, it's medicinal yeah. when you've got kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, think, I, think I, I think I drink more in the winter. Oh, yeah? Ooh. Yeah, I do. I cozy up just with like, a glass of red wine. Yeah, just hunkering down. Okay. In, the, in the December season, me and Ben regularly just smash a couple of bottles of Prosecco by the Christmas tree. Oh, Prosecco, yeah, that's a summer drink, isn't it? Not winter drink, Prosecco. No, it's, well, it's just cheap champagne, isn't okay. it? Cheaper. Christmas well, we'll look, forward, we'll look forward to your winter month Yeah, you'll be, you'll be able to follow my really exciting <laughs> transition into my winter drinking days. <laughs> okay. Now, David, uh, drink? You said two drinks. Well, yes. I've, 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 I need to break something to you guys. I've got Cockburn. Special okay. reserve port. David the Cockburn. Wow, look at this. Yeah. Oh, so I have no, moved into you... winter drinking, Ems, already. And yeah. this is purely I because I didn't have anything else. I believe a drink called Cockburn. Yep. Yeah. Now, is, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm drinking port. it mostly I don't for the think gag. I've, I'm not sure I've ever had port. You drink? Is it straight? How do you drink it? That's you how don't I'm drink it on ice. It. Room temperature? No, no, I'm just drinking it straight, yeah. A nice little, yeah. kind of like a little What does it taste glass. like? It's good, it's sweet. Not Why are you drinking out of a yoghurt pot, Dave? This is a little... Japanese shot glass. Oh, okay, that's very the, good. Uh, I thought, I thought it was a yogurt pot. And then my other drink is apple juice. Right. Yeah. One is just <laughs> okay. for show. I'm yeah. just gonna have neck this and that's that, and then I'm gonna get back yeah. to drinking children's drinks. <laughs> I d- okay. <laughs> I did hear that you know sophisticated high level port drinkers do like to follow up. Yeah. With a nice apple juice. Yeah, I mean, I read oh, it up. Go. On we the got one on this pod, people. <laughs> we got sophistication in spades on this pod. That was sarcasm. Um, yes. Yep. Now it's I have. <laughs> I got a drink. It's called Beaver Town uh, Gamma Ray. I'm reading a lot of Incredible Hulk comics at the moment. So that I is figured, great packaging. Yeah, looks straight yeah. out of Saga almost. It's got a skeleton in an astronaut spacesuit firing a ray gun where there's UFOs in the sky and it looks like they're on some sort of Mar- Martian desert That's planet. Really there's cool. a wall in the background. Gamma Ray. Chief, I've got a by, question. By Beaver Town. Do you choose your um, craft beers based purely on the cover, as it were? Uh, it plays a part, yes. Yeah, That's fair. Uh, also on percentage of alcohol. I don't like to drink anything that's yeah, sub 4%. I knew that about you as well. Yep. Why just... isn't other forms of drinks that's having that much glass. fun with packaging? Mm. Good question. 
That know, is I a don't... real good packaging because I'm going to hold it up again for you guys and I'll put the pictures on social media. It's a real good can. It's real so fun. cool. Other drinks, put a little flower other in drinks are trying to be yeah. sophisticated, yeah. aren't they? Like Cockburn. You could have that on your... Put that on your mantelpiece <laughs> with a flower. Cockburn. Yeah. Is cockburn. A, would you put a little candle in the cockburn after the bottle had gone? Keep oh, the is packaging? it that nice? No, I mean, no. We've got silent, silent pool gin. Is this gin? There's silent mm. pool round Surrey that's got really nice bottles. That's the kind of thing we make decorative. Okay. This is that. The mermaid gin. That's a really nice bottle. Oh, yeah. People sell them empty on yeah, the Facebook Sarah's, marketplace. Yeah, the silent pool, you could sell that. Yeah. yeah. Right, for cash money. Yeah, yeah. Cash money. Oh, interesting. No one's yeah. buying Cockburn, no. Dave. But I, listen, no one wants that, except um, you. We, we, we've talked about our drinks. Now me and Dave need to get educated uh, by our good friend Emma as she presents us some um, bingo lingo. Silent Boomer, X and Millennial Z and now Alpha, it's time for Generation Bingo Lingo. Oh, I have to get this right. So I have to say it in a sort of enthusiastic way. Mm. And this this word this week is from the skateboarding Fraternity. world. And okay. it goes like this. Send in! Okay. Send in. Yeah. I assume in, that means in that tone. I'm about to go into the bowl. That's a word. They're going in. Tells everyone else not to go in because I'm going in. Correct, but yeah. it's actually you say it to another skater. You say it to the person going. Oh, in. for them to go in. Uh, okay, yeah, it's fine. It, apparently it used to be you used to just say, "Go on." <laughs> or, right, go on, Ed, yeah. go. I can see why they changed it. <laughs> yeah, that's Jeez. not catchy at all. Go or on, like, mate. Have it. Or have it. Have it. That's what Ben said. Ben right. said we used to say, "Have it." Have it. <laughs> Send okay. in. But That's you quite... say it like that, send in. <laughs> well, no, you don't oh, actually. You don't. The way oh, that you say lies. it, I, I didn't feel I could say it that way because every time it came out, it sounded like I was doing some sort of racial slur. Okay. So I just made my own version. Well, much like uh, Brexit Tackle, we co-opted for the older people, older generations last week. We yeah. now co-opted, send <laughs> in. We could all go down. Send in. Send in. For the, the, uh, the middle class mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now I want to see you. Yeah, I want to see you send it saying that to someone at the skate park, Emma. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, try skateboarding yeah. itself, right? Yes. You're the queen of play. I... I assume that you feel obliged to have a go. Yes. Well, I have a longboard. Well, I used to do a lot of longboarding oh, cool. with Ben back in the day. Um, now, do you still roller skate? Much yeah. summer skating? Haven't had them out for a while because I fractured my ankle at the start Oof. of the summer. So, but I have just started aerial hoop lessons. Is that to do with the Little Mermaid? What is that? No. <laughs> no. She's called it's, aerial. you know, like a hoop that hangs down, a massive hoop. Oh, yes, and you sort yes. Of, yeah, you sort of spin around in it and do all that. Mm. I go every, I go every Monday. I've been, I've been for three weeks. Is that exercise or fun or both? Both. Or is that it's both? so hard. It's cool, right? I assume it's all cool. Yeah, stuff. it's all like lifting your own body weight. Yeah. And you I'm covered in bruises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big metal hoop. Love it. Look at this bruise. You see this one here? Yeah, see that. See one? that. Mm. That's massive. Took a took a massive elbow at basketball last Sunday. Wow. Uh on the arm, yeah. But wow. I got okay. him back. I got him back. No, listen. <laughs> yeah, uh, in fun in joke. your forties is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, oh for sure. Now listen, we're gonna talk about comic people. Uh we're gonna talk about issue ten of Saga. I'm looking at the cover here, 
and you've got uh, Thunder Thighs doing a massive squat. And this is, I still don't know her name. This is Marco's mothership. And she is wielding a two-handed axe at Isabel. They're kind of facing off against each other with some broken ruins in the background. And again, the standard policy on these covers is uh, just a single tone, a deep background colour. And here you've got a kind of burnt orange. Yeah, we did a sneak it's peek good. of this last time, didn't we? Yeah, do we like this one? Is it it's is it good. doing anything? Yeah, I think it's good. And then you know Isabel's coming back, um, so I was pumped for that. Yeah, and and you kind of think is Marco's mum? She obviously sent uh, Isabel to this planet. You know, evaporate, transportation, all of the evaporation words. Whatever the she did That's to her word. to get her out there is and but the way she's looking at her and wielding this white axe it looks like they're still going to come to blows again possibly in this issue yeah, yeah. it's very hot this image it's all the reds and oranges and isabel is almost like the core of the sun and i think yes. having read the chapter that's very indicative of this particular okay. chapter it hots up it's explosive this was my least favorite issue and i say least really? favorite i'm not saying it wasn't good but I was just left a little bit, eh, okay. We've got different tastes. I really like this one again. You said that I last really like time. I like this one. This one's really good. Right, okay. It's, uh, it's weird, it's, 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 but it's always weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's split into three main parts. You've got a bit more backstory and origin of Marco and Alana yeah. uh, on the prison world. So you get a bit more of their history. Then you get present day Marco and his mum trying to retrieve Isabel and then the third and final part of the story is they're all back on the ship, family reunion, but there's another ship in space with our other crew, which was the Will, Lion Cat, uh, Gwendolyn and the little girl, girl, slave girl, that crew, they're on an interception course with our guys and that's that final part. So you kind of get, it's kind of split into three parts, but opening splash page, hot body Marco. Oh, loved it. Please keep reading. Oh, it's like <laughs> speaking right to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's got his shirt off, tied round his waist. He's got the sledgehammer across his shoulders. He's kind of body tilted at an angle. It's like a playgirl. He, <laughs> yeah. Pull out. Yeah. It's very... or, or YMCA. Is that um, <laughs> a little a little nod to the reader? Yeah. A little, what do they call that? Breaking the fourth Indeed, wall? Yeah. Is it one of those moments? I think so, yeah. yeah. Is there any, like, yeah. Chief, do you remember at the time, was there any kind of backlash at all in the early days of people that would have this would have been a kind of in joke i think were people uh, on board all the time i don't know i've got i think i've got access to the letters that were written in so i'm going to dig out maybe the letters from, that came that appeared in issue 11 which might have referenced issue 10 uh, and, and we'll have a little look to see because there were there was normally three four five pages of letters that they published in each issue wow so it was a very much a interactive engaged community that wanted to speak and ask questions of the creators so we'll dig out some of the letters if we find any interesting ones we'll, we'll reference them in future episodes but yeah i am going to keep reading i'm going to turn the page <laughs> yeah i mean of that smoke show and so obviously like you said breaking the fourth world telling us the readers to keep reading but in actual fact in the story sense he's talking to alana and asking her to keep reading this book which is the book that you know heist she, uh, she loves this book. Oh, she loves this book. She loves it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been like that. That It's probably quite common, I suppose, when you're completely engrossed in a book, you take it everywhere with you. You've you're obsessed never with been it. like that. I've like read a book and really enjoyed it, but I've not been like, right, I'm on the train reading it. I'm just 
reading it instead of doing other things that I like doing. I'm I'm essentially constantly in pursuit of that feeling. Okay, yeah. Have you ever had it before? Yeah, loads. Okay. Have you heard of um, the three-body problem? No. It's a sci-fi book. It's quite famous, a Chinese author. And I'm on book two. It's a trilogy. That's the first one. And it's about 600 pages. And I've been reading it since January. And I'm about halfway through. Because I read four pages in bed and then fall asleep. (laughs) Because I'm an old man. So I'm hoping to finish it by Christmas. You're not tempted to read it at any other time of the day, only in bed? I should do that, but I can't bring myself to. I've got too many other hobbies. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she is loving, Alana is loving this book. Now, how do we think they got to this point or is it even of any interest because last we saw she was smashing his face in with the butt of her rifle in the prison yeah, cell we don't see it do we but they sort of did connect in that first moment where we saw them didn't didn't they they had a little sparkle between yeah. them but then she just smashed his face in anyway yeah i reckon i don't know if we're going to see it but i think she just had this book and they just she seems like the sort of girl that she just gets a bit bored feel like she would have just got a bit bored watching them dig Um, so she'd just be reading his book and he's quite curious also i don't think we necessarily need that back that filled in no i'm I'm quite happy to jump to this stage of their relationship yeah uh without just more exposition and more explanation i'm perfectly fine with this you know it it leaves the reader to kind of imagine and create that story themselves but what this is just so sweet this whole scene it's like they've like like he's really into it as well and they both just love this book um and i just i just thought this whole bit was just very charming yeah he's proper into it because he's like it's like it was written just Just for me me. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um so you know it's and she's got, they, you know, they've obviously got feelings for each other, but she, part of her personality and part of that um, that attraction comes out when he says, you know, he's going to, where's he going? He's going to Black Site tomorrow. And that's obviously a bad place. And that's obviously maybe no coming back from that. A different prison camp, um, yeah different person well she even says marco detainees they don't come back from there and so it's kind of put the fear in her that there's what she's got here with him and it's all even though she's reading to him and he's still in chains she is still uh, a, a prison guard to his prisoner and she's comfortable with that but when he says he's not coming back it kind of puts the fear into her that she's going to lose this dynamic that they've cultivated together this budding and... romance, clearly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even even at that point, you know, they're they're flirting, but you can have that flirtation without anything coming of it. And it's just she's taken a very militaristic wartime setting and she's kind of just put a little bit of levity into it by them her reading to him and she doesn't yeah. want that taken away. Mm-hmm. So she shoots him out so... of there. So she basically, yeah, <laughs> shoots, shoots, his chains. shoots his ball off. Yeah. She shoots his ball off. <laughs> she does He's got that. a big ball and chain ball around and his chain, ankle. Yep. But, but just before she does that, he mentions the rings. He's got the yes. rings on. Yep. He's got two rings on, yes. And he's about to give them to her. I'd be honoured if you keep the rings you retrieved for me. Are these his magical rings? 
Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, how many rings is he given her? And plus, that so also <laughs> means this isn't like an engagement. He's ring. got so many rings. <laughs> no, there was three. <laughs> ring for there you. Was three in, for you. Three in total, wasn't there? One was Gwendolyn. Well, Gwendolyn's got the pendant. Yeah. And he's got Gwendolyn's ring and his own ring on his finger. Yeah. There's only two rings. So I'm assuming pendant. he's giving her the one that she then has in early had in earlier issues. Yes. But it wasn't yes. like a, an engagement to her offer yeah. then. When it, I think it was implied that. He gave it to her as like a an engagement, didn't he? Yeah, and it was Gwendolyn's ring. Yeah, and he'd used he it again. He then gave to Alana. Yeah, and now he's offering to give both of the rings to Alana. That a bit more of a yeah, gift. What, why would he do that? Just, does it feel a bit weird or not? Him giving his rings to yeah, her. Yeah, it feels like it's too scenario? important to give just as a, a budding ring. Yeah, and gift. if those the ring those rings are They're functional as well, the ma- we know what M's the magic about rings. That. He obviously can't use them while he's been a slave. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. Mm. They're a waste. Mm. Yes. Anyway, they have a good snog. Anyway, uh, he's like, "What are you doing, woman?" When she <laughs> shoots the thing off, and he's like, "You know." She says, "I oh, will just go. I'll buy you some time." Which is easily the badass, most badass thing I've ever said, which I enjoyed. Because yeah. I remember I at one that. time I was playing, Chief, you'll appreciate this, playing board games. And there was, it was the type of board game where at one point certain people had to leave the room so that two people right. could stay and do some strategy stuff. Okay. Yep. And I took the opportunity to say, leave us. And that's the kind of sentence like this that you don't get to say in real life. But it's like a really cool sentence that we read in all our favorite stories. But you just go get to use you- in normal life. Yeah, so I think I you probably have to be there to get the gravitas of that one day. Yeah, I haven't quite got the voice. Yeah. I think you should just start. I think we should all start using more of those lines just in normal yeah, life. Just kind of real dramatic. I think that would make life more fun. It would, yeah. Just yes. like when someone's just leaving to go to work, be like. Well, me, me and me and me and your back. husband like to quote Star Wars as much as we can in everyday life. Just regular lines from Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, and but you can only quote the line if someone else has said. Well, not only, but a lot of the time when someone else says a line that's in Star Wars, you then follow up with the the other line that's in Star Wars, but they don't even know you're playing the game. (laughs) And uh, Ben said one, and there's a line where someone goes, uh, I'll be careful. And someone said it to Ben, I'll be careful. And Ben said, you'll be dead. (laughs) Because that's the line that follows in the cantina bar. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. And the guy was like, like, what's going on here? Why am I going to be dead? Love it. <laughs> um, but yes, let's now, let's use more of this dialogue in real life. Yeah, this next square I did struggle with, um, mainly because I don't know how to say the word combatant. <laughs> combatant. Yeah. And they say it twice. So this was me reading it. This isn't a joke. I'm an enemy combatant. <laughs> You're not my enemy. Not much of a combatant <laughs> either. Mm, yeah, the flow of the moment is really gone. How do you say that word? Combatant. It's like the last A is not there. I don't think I've ever seen that word before. It's it's not a helpful one, is it? Why didn't you just put, I'm an enemy soldier? (laughs) Or I'm the enemy. (laughs) I I genuinely think that's the first time I've read that word. Right. Okay. He's got his thesaurus out, his old Brian K. Vaughan. Yes. I probably don't really read read that much war-based material. (laughs) But yes, then they have a bit of a kiss, like you said. Their first kiss, I assume, right? Yes, the, a big the moment. one before the kiss, eyes wide open as they kind of realise oh, what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, and then you get a bit of narration from Hazel. Yeah, Dad always had a way with the ladies. Yep. Oh. Do you know what? That actually felt like quite a big moment, even coming from me. Right, what, a burly kissing? bloke. 
<laughs> drinking yeah, Cockburn. Drinking Cockburn and apple juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if it's not it that, is it's a big moment. It's huge. This is like the start of the whole saga. Yeah, the whole point of this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Nothing from Chief. <laughs> Just empty. Just empty inside. I'm dead inside. Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Jaws. Um, so, yeah, then we move over to uh, present day modern Marco, and he is trawling around this weird place where they've just no fard in sight which is a bit yeah, a shame, uh, disappointing yeah. but he's trolling around with his no pun intended with his mum and looking for isabel and there was mention wasn't there in the last issue of the planet being an egg or something was going to hatch mm-hmm. or some something like that we do see the repercussions of that later but they get disturbed by some weird Hooded ladies with their heads on upside down. So it looks like a beard at first, doesn't it? It's a hood. It's lots it looks of hair like a flowing beard down. You believe it's... in that first panel, yeah. and then when you see the second panel, you see her head under the hood, but it is being screwed on upside down. <laughs> yes, we assume screwed on. Yeah, that's a great Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she says, "Who dares disturb the midwives?" Yes, yes. So these are. So these they're going to the... hatch mm. the the the, pl- the egg. Oh, they're going to hatch the planet egg. Yeah, the midwives. Yeah. And then presumably so die instantly. Yeah, but they get scared off very quickly. I was like, okay, cool. We're going to see some, they're going to, bit of backstory about these guys or what's creepy shenanigans they're up to. But they don't last long because they're scared off by a giant orange gorilla. Yeah. The flaming <laughs> it's really gorilla. really random, yep. these couple of pages. Yes, yes. I did like, so there's there's a shot where Marco and Mummy yes. are walking through. He is sort of casually holding the masks um i don't know why but i really like that it's sort what, of that panel construction you like the way they're walking. i just like the way the masks they he looks like he's holding a party mask when obviously yeah. now we know the power of those masks and it's like you know he's kind of got them back and he's very relaxed with them yeah and they're just the way they're not looking at each other they're looking in opposite directions they're, yeah they're so chill casual walk and yeah yeah they're immediately kind of Accosted by these weird upside down witch ladies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but, then, yeah, and, and uh, who say we will suck the marrow from your bones and feed it to our <laughs> yeah yeah uh, whatever we I don't want to see what they're feeding that marrow to <laughs> no and then you get the, the comedy weird huh? planet baby yes yes and th- this big orange flaming silverback gorilla love it marco says it's okay i think it's one of her illusions referring to isabel have we seen her do any illusions previously i did i didn't get that at first but then i realized that that where it says boo and then um she's sticking her finger up and she says yeah that's right fleeing terror bitches i caught (laughs) i cottoned on that it was written in pink bold which um i remembered was isabel yeah i thought it was quite funny yeah Yeah. but we haven't seen her do no i don't think so no No. i think it was alluded about them though yeah yeah Yeah. right okay yeah maybe maybe but she is still uh cut off at the torso she's not managed to recover any legs i don't think she will and they she kind of flies into it with um alana's mummy uh sorry uh, marco's mum because obviously she's the one who, who dispatched her uh she says, "You're the old crone who sent me to this dump, aren't you? <laughs> you heard me knee. knee you heard knee me pads. knee pads. Yeah. What a great she insult! I'm going to use that. So right, so I want to just dig into that a bit. It's so I've well, got I'm a theory. Back. I've she got, got a theory for she's how got knee, pads. knee pads. She's got big knee pads. Is that right, all it is? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. So. What was your theory? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just outing myself as a complete old man here. <laughs> okay. I thought that this was a a reference to her being old. Old people oh, do what, gardening. Like a bit of gardening people wear knee pads strapped to their knees when they're gardening. I know this for a fact. <laughs> she's okay. hardly an old lady. She's got like a magical mask, and she's just killed a big monster with yeah. giant balls. But she does have giant knee pads. It's that's yeah. classic like schoolyard stuff, isn't it? School ground stuff. Yeah, well, she's teaching. <laughs> classic tween angst, isn't she? I yeah. love her first her first panel there when she de gorillas herself, and she's like, "Just so you know, this is the third worst babysitting gig I've ever." Had. Yeah, that's my favourite line of the book, actually. Yeah, yeah I don't want to know what the other two are. Yeah. I do. <laughs> so she, but she's a seasoned babysitter. She's, you know, she's part of the yeah, guild this of isn't babysitters. Even the worst. I imagine. No, no. And then there's cracks in the planet. There's rumblings afoot. There is hatchings. He's dropped the masks. Oh, yes. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But they do get back. But we do cut forward to the spaceship which they're going to teleport back to and Alana has some early parenting concerns thinking she's broke Hazel but it's simply the umbilical cord which has come off in her fingers mm. that is a really weird moment when that happens <laughs> the stump yeah i like i like the re- like, i love the reference to this because it's so it's so specific and i think just anchors us back to how tiny this baby is and how like early they are on their parenting journey. And I thought this was really clever, this reference to the the little umbilical cord weird bit that mm. falls off because it is like one of those sort of milestones of, you know, you're sort of you're sort of slightly out of the like hospital bit now and, you know, the baby's kind of Your responsibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, I thought this was cool. Yeah. I like this yeah. bit. Yeah, and you kind of get a, you kind of get the cliched which every parent has heard, where she says, "I swear, Bart, I'm not as awful as this as I look." And he says, "Don't be so hard on yourself. It takes a lifetime to learn how to be a parent." Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. everyone's heard that. You know, yeah. Are you saying you've before. mastered it, chief? And that's not true. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that might be it. Because <laughs> I was going to say something, yeah, like really poignant, and say that is true. I'm really still learning every day. <laughs> Yeah. Which I am because I'm not not a fast learner. <laughs> but you smashed it. You're not a fast reader for sure. <laughs> that, that's true. And she's, you know, we've kind of it's gone into the background a little bit, but Alana brings it back up again that Bar is dying. We don't know what mm. his affliction or ailment is, but it, he hasn't told his wife. Obviously, he's just been reunited with his son. He hasn't told him, and so Alana is really is in this privileged position. And the longer time period that goes by where Bar doesn't tell anyone the more it's going to eat out of Lana I think in terms mm. of she knows this and I think she's going to spill the beans it's a heavy Barnas. burden it's a heavy burden yeah. the other thing about this whole scene is I think we're sort of reminded how alone she is as a mother so she's obviously with someone else's family they're not her family she doesn't even know this little bit of the belly button because she's got no mum around no family members like she's very isolated and now she shares this secret um this really really heavy bit of information that her father-in-law that she's only just met she's only just figured out that actually he seems quite nice is dying and I feel like this whole little scene just made me think you know wow she's really really quite isolated in 
in the support that she has um, and the fact that she doesn't have anyone yeah, from her own family around her, which I hadn't really thought about before, mm. to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's good, valid points. We don't know anything about her family. We don't, because do we? we've seen quite a lot of like Marco's flashbacks and childhood, and mm. now with his parents. And yeah, I, I felt like I felt I felt very aware. Felt a lot of empathy for mm. her in this scene. Yeah, I wonder if we'll yeah. meet them. I can't, you know. Mr. Spoiler here, having read it, I can't actually remember if we... Um, I just can't remember, spoiler. so I can't spoil it. The spoiler, yeah, the muzz, the spoiler. Um, but then she gets a bit of relief because her husband pops back in. And I think she says baby, but I think she is super, super relieved here that, you know, she's now got... Okay, fine, Barr is, seems like a good guy, but she's now got her her soulmate, for want of a better yeah. word, her her the father of her child. So I think that's going to be a bit reassuring for her. But she doesn't get long to soak in that reassurance because uh, Isabel kind of spots that, you know, there is warnings or, or trappings or signals that there is another ship close by. Mm. This could be um, the moment that we see the wheel, because it's the wheel ship, isn't it? We it might is the get wheel the ship. wheel and Alana and Marco. Yes. yes. Sharing they the screen, look the- as it were. They look out the window and you get a double page splash of the planet they were on having cracked open like an egg. And inside, what the heck is that? Is that, it's, look, I see almost three eyes. So is mm. it a baby giant like Fard? No, it can't be. I don't no, think. It'd be too this big. This is really bizarre. So just a few questions. Go. So this planet Marco mm. was on with knee pads. Mm. Yes. So this planet has now... the. The, the surface of that planet has cracked off yep. yes. to reveal giant, giant utero, dinosaur, space. Yes. Now, I baby. suspect mm-hmm. it wasn't a planet because that would have been too big. I reckon it's just like a massive asteroid or just mm. a massive floating rock in space that is housing this egg. But still, it is ginormous. And this creature inside is, yeah, like you said, all that combination of weirdness. But love the colouring on this. Love the colouring. This very dark crust of the planet and that almost molten yellow hot centre. Yeah, looks nice. Double, as you say, double splash page. I like. They do quite a lot of this. This perspective where they put a tiny little thing Mm. next to a giant thing. I like it. Yes. And I love that they put the little speech bubble. Um, It just sort of because it's quite hard to get a sense of the universe for me anyway as a non-comic non-sci-fi genre person um and it just it sort of constantly reminds you like oh yeah they are sort of all flying around to all these different different places and the perspective of it i think it's really cool how they do that yeah yeah we get a color change in the ship and it kind of goes to a a violety uh kind of light purpley color and hazel uh, isabel's like crap I think that means there's another ship closing in on us. So yes, that's like a the the forest rocket ship a warning signal, if you like. Mm. I thought it was like engines engaged because Alana's saying we need to bug out because of this planet exploding into a baby. But yeah, right. As you say it's the okay. sensors. Yeah, same, probably probably similar. They they're engaging engines to get out of the the exploding asteroid or rock, or whatever. Plus there mm. is this weird acorn ship coming their way. Um, and we get Hazel's little over 
Voice over here, she says, like I said, the ladies loved my father. And then it says, but not all of them. Yeah, so there was that, but that first piece of Hazel narration was the ladies loved my father. My dad was a ladies man. But so far, Alana's the only one because then Hazel said, well, actually, he was arguing with my mum. Then he says, actually, not Gwendolyn. So (laughs) was he really a ladies man or not? I don't know. Um, Certainly not a mummy's boy. Maybe he starts off well. Yes, yes. This this creature kind of does get a name. The will calls it a time suck. Mm. Yeah. Now, now I don't know if that's reference to the creature inside or the event that the creature is causing by its hatching. I don't know. I thought Slave Girl was a bit creepy in this one. Really? How, that first thing where she's like, I can hear your rings out there, Miss Gwendolyn, floating in space. Yeah, yeah. So like, she's why like, can right. she, why can she hear jewellery? Yeah, that's that's another thing. She's, well, we, we said it was a kind of deus ex machina in the last one because the will needs to find these guys. And how are they going to do that? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, slave girl. She can mysteriously sense the partners to the pendant, the rings. So... That's not explained how she's got those powers. So yeah. those just so those rings are with Alana, and they were the rings that we saw when they were doing the secret book book club. Yes, we assume so. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. got one each. Now Alana's got one. Marco's got one. Yeah, as you can see, I'm quite preoccupied with the yeah. jewelry exchange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was. <laughs> I think it was part of a. I think it was part of a three set: the necklace and the two. It was rings. a H Samuel special. It was yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Discount. Seen those in the window. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, it, it's difficult, isn't it? Because who are you rooting for here? Because we kind of like the will. Lion we cat. like White Lion Cat. We obviously don't dislike Slave Girl. We don't know too much about Gwendolyn. But do we want them to capture and kill Marco and Alana mm. and the kid? Mm. No. 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 We no. want them to meet, have a nice come. And well, come it's very, in, it's and very interesting. I thought one of the biggest lines in this issue was where um, Gwendolyn says, retreating? What about the people I'm paying you to kill? And the will says, your bosses are paying me to... Your bosses are paying me to kill that couple. And I thought I was supposed to bring the crossbreed back alive. So has he been assigned to to bring back Hazel? Or is Gwendolyn's initiative to kill everyone? I don't, I don't well, know. yeah, and then she says under she says under ideal circumstances, but this might be our only shot. So she's not yeah. bothered, dead no. or alive, dead or alive to her. But once again, well, we see she? we see the will with his little moral compass out there, seeing which <laughs> way is it going. To see. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Yeah. So like, I've already rescued a girl. Now I'm going to not do myself a bad murder if I don't need to. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got he's got morals. This guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know they want you to root for him, which we kind of do. So, yeah. But then Gwendolyn just launches a missile. Boom! Yeah, just like that. It's just one <laughs> button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the she... Will's face when she does this is great. That is the most animated we've mm. ever seen the Will. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now she knows her way around this ship, which was the Stork's. Sh- no, uh, Prince Robot's in the Stork ship. This is the Will ship. But it's interesting that she knows to lift that panel. Uh, flip that switch push that button to launch that missile so maybe it's a standard issue spaceship mm. but Alana's line of defence for this missile is to get closer to it or ram yeah. it even because she's saying the warhead won't be armed yeah, I love it. at that short distance yep 
It reminded me of um, those submarine films back in the 90s. Yeah. Crimson yeah. Tide, all those yeah. things, Hunt for Red October. I remember that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely... This, this strategy wasn't new to me. This is yeah. definitely something I've heard before exactly. in other fictional media true. i don't know whether <laughs> definitely fictional media i don't know yeah. if it's true in real life but yeah the warhead won't arm till it's a safe distance away from the fire yeah. the from the the, the fire the kayfabe, that's absolutely will. true well don't look yeah. at me i couldn't even say combatanton <laughs> no you could not still can't good go i this is this is cool because we get we get alana and we get the mother-in-law they are head to head and bar um grandpa is he's rooting for alana he says it's all right. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, he's seen something in her, yeah. you know, that he, he trusts and yeah, a lot of swearing. Fuck yeah. As the missile <laughs> kind of swerves off course. Are you simple? <laughs> <laughs> is the line um, that comes from the will towards Gwendolyn. And he is now choking her out. He is yeah. trying to strangulate her. He's fuming. Yeah. yeah, he's gone from zero to 60 pretty quick there. Because we thought he was, yeah, the moral compass of this, and now he's strangling a woman. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he just, he kind of let, you know, he obviously then he drops her, whatever, but it's it's tense on that ship for sure. It's very tense. And this whole next bit until the end, I was deep into this because right. we have Hazel carrying us right through there's no there's no other talking is there no and she just takes us through and she's telling this almost like little poem it is about um you know breakups involve collateral damage and we kind of go through and their ship just gets smashed and there oh i was i was i was gripped Mm -hmm. and this this before we flip the last page the bit where she says as long as the right people win who cares if some random nobody's getting yeah. hurt in the process, acceptable losses, etc. So does she believe that it's as long as you win, you know, there are going to be casualties of war, there are acceptable losses, or is one loss too many? And then you flip the page and I was devastated. Yeah, same. Yeah. Didn't see that coming at bits. all. I was because in you flip the page and there is collateral damage because one of the people has fallen out of the acorn ship and it's goddamn lion cat yeah. yeah i was i didn't care so much for the other collateral damage but when i saw that cat floating in outer space i was oh. like that is brutal <laughs> that cat best not be dead brian k vaughan and fiona better not be dead when You've i get to issue 11 <laughs> yeah when i get well, I'm, I'm finishing the podcast if that cat's dead that's it this is the last issue you'll ever last episode you'll ever see of this one so i think the um, um the i like the fact that i think in the implication in the panels the implication is that that big space baby uh, is kind of the collateral damage. It's taking that missile, isn't it, from this chaos, this conflict that's been caused. And that's kind of representing Hazel, I think, in a way, that the baby is, Hazel is the collateral damage of all this chaos that Alana and Marco have caused. But then, as you say, rightly, the actual collateral damage, like literally, is uh, Lion Cat. Okay, there you go. Comic book writer has uh, filled us in there (laughs) with what's actually actually going on. That's (laughs) bang on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I liked it. That's the, that's good issue, good issue, Chief. I'm telling you. But the they so their ship didn't get t- taken out by the missile. It got taken out by, by Black mm. Snot from the eyes of the time. Yes, suck. that panel from the time suck has leashed off the snot, if you will, and it's it's knocked out a panel on the side, and that is when you see on that last page you see it's kind of split open. So hopefully the ship is still functional. 
and can pop down and hopefully Lion Cat has the ability to breathe in space as well. That would be yeah. handy. Or oh, it's got the force um, like um Leia. Yes. But yep. it what it hasn't got is food because if you notice where the will is hanging on, it's catos <laughs> are actually like tipping out everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's in trouble catos. either way. So Lion Cat has really he's really yep. been the victim. And he's of also this. got his his sex tapes there, the two VHS Sex yeah. tapes. Oh yeah, nice he's going to be defo. He can't watch them. No, no. Collateral damage everywhere. <laughs> the spank bank. Yeah. Is Gwendolyn empty. is. She's really protecting Slave Girl there. Yes, yes. Which and is quite she, interesting. She wasn't too interested in Slave Girl. She was no. like, we'll drop her off somewhere. Yeah. She's yeah. She's really got hold of her there in a very. So, what are we doing for a parent rating here? Oof. It's not looking good, is it? Well, as, Although, a family, I guess okay, as a family rating, I'd yep. rate them quite high because yep. I feel like, you know, there's some good bond making here with yes. the grandparents. I'm, I'm happy and... to substitute Marco for Bar mm, at in this, this point. one and say and say Alana slash Bar parent rating here was good yep. because yeah. five out of five because I'm saying when Alana was panicking about the umbilical cord, Bar was very calm and cool and, yep. you know, just took on that nurturing persona. The last shot and... of Bar, he's... Uh... Supporting he's the holding head. the, yeah, yep. he's holding the baby nicely. So uh, those two, I give him a five. Yep. Um, the others weren't around, but let's have a quick sneak peek as we do at the cover for issue eleven. I like it, and also I don't know how your book's laid out, but I've also seen the splash page. For <laughs> yes, 11. I like the splash page. I'll, I'll turn that one back a second. <laughs> I'm just going to linger on that <laughs> for a little bit. No spoilers. We'll, uh, Look discuss forward that. to discussing that one next week. Yep. Put that one up on the social medias. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, so nice we're still cover. enjoying the book. Absolutely, that was a, a banger. Yeah, it's great. I love this next cover. It's very, yes. like, royal almost. Mm. Yes. We had one that was Topical. quite regal before with Prince mm. Robot. Prince Robot. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've, we haven't seen Prince Robot for a while now. Yeah. I know, it's um, for ages. I know the Muzz, you're not a massive fan of him, but me and Dave are team yeah. Prince Robot. So hopefully we'll see his return soon. It's going to be in because some kind of le- snarky moment, definitely. Yeah, lest we forget, these guys were on the... Well, Marco and Alana were on their way to the planet, which I've forgotten the name of, and the Will was going to intercept them, but he got sidetracked at Sextillion, didn't he? And then yeah. Prince Robot was going to intercept them as well. None of that's kind of happened. So will they... Now, with the addition of uh, Marco's mum and dad, will they still try and go to that planet, do you think, or not? Or will Bar and his missus try and dissuade them? I honestly don't know. They're all over the place. I mean, what a saga, literally. What a saga. It's, it's, it's a mess. Yeah. Send it! Send it! <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, that was it. That's That's been us. You can, of course, get in contact with us on the... Have we had any emails? We have not. And I will give a shout out to Mr. Andy Morris, uh, my main man. He is a big fan of the Out of Timers podcast. He's um, listening to that. And he is a big fan of this podcast as well. So thank you very much to Mr. Andy Morris, and he is reading along, I believe. So there's a get for us. And Ems, yes. I know a few of your followers have... Um... Yes, I put a post up on mm-hmm. my Instagram, and lo and behold, <laughs> quite a few of them said that they had, were reading and enjoying it and Fantastic. following along with us, yep. yes. even as far as um, Holland. Wow, wow cool. and hopefully they've got some willpower, because it is quite difficult to not read ahead. You know, really one a week is slim pickings. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I finally want to read more. But on reflection, I was thinking this morning, we've done 10. And that's actually quite a lot. Mm. And it doesn't feel like we've been doing it for 9, 10 weeks. So 
maybe that gap of a week is good because it lets you mull and marinate uh, on everything. Yeah. Well, a lot of my followers, they're all busy, busy mummers. So I think it's perfect One if, a week you, is good. if you find that you don't have a, a, enough time to read. This is what I'm enjoying. Like you can just have these little 20 minute, yeah, yeah. little imagination bursts. Um, and that's what I think it's 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 fantastic yeah, for actually, yeah. if, if, you, if you find it hard to fit yeah. in long books. But if you do want to get in touch with us, you can. It's whatasaga at gmail.com. Send us your emails. We'll give you a shout out on the show. You can find us on Instagram. That's whatasaga on Instagram. Please, can someone email us? Please. Because <laughs> I, I, I just want to live out my like broom cupboard life. So Keep please, if you're listening to this, just please yeah. email. We're not above yes, begging. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, if you, you know, even if you just want to and listen, talk about drinks, can you, can do, you can do whatever. You can ask us questions about saga. You can ask us questions about comics. You can ask us about questions about drinks. You can tell <laughs> us what you're drinking. Yeah, write in and tell us what you're drinking. Yeah. Um, anything, just just some correspondence, please. Have you got cockburn? Uh, Let us know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if the good folks want to find your work, Dave, where can they find it? Um, on Twitter at Wimblets, W-I-M-B-L-E-T-T. That's me. Excellent. And uh, Miss Warrello, good lady. Playful underscore den on Instagram. Yeah, some good content always coming up uh, from that account. Uh, I'm a regular reader of that. You can get hold of me, uh, Chief, on Armageekden, uh, on Instagram, YouTube, or on Facebook. And also check out my other podcast, which I co-host with mm. Emma's producer husband, Ben. It's called The Outer Timers. We release one episode per year, so it's quite... Spra- <laughs> it's quite... <laughs> Now that is hype. Quality over quantity. (laughs) It's quite sporadic. uh, And we've just released our latest one last week. It was a Jaws audio experience. Jaws was re-released at the cinema uh, recently. And we have recorded a two-hour watch-along, listen-along for your audio pleasure. So please go and do that. But that's about it for us. Uh, we will catch you in the same place, same time next week. Uh, we have been the What a Saga crew. And make sure you have a good week, but don't have a saga unless it's reading this comic book or listen to this fine podcast. See you later. Bye-bye. Send it. Bye. Bye.